Um, I have Adam Schefter from ESPN on the line. He heard a rumor. Oh, great. Tell Schefter to stick his rumor up. Sunny. <laughs> Here he is, the one and only Adam Schefter, as he is a presented by Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views, and he, as a Michigan man, doesn't need to worry about his team being in the <laughs> Final Four. No controversy at all for them. It's been a controversy-free year for Michigan. Hello, Adam. How you doing? Good morning, Adam. Nice, simple, clean. That's the way we like it, Mike and Matt. Yes, uh, nothing, to, nothing to talk about in Michigan. Nothing to see here. Let's move on. That's right. Let's right. move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the NFL. A lot of stuff happening. We'll start with uh, with the Broncos. I- I'm curious. We we look at the uh, Broncos right now in the Russell Wilson conversation through through two, through two different conversations. One is, hey, just the here and now, and the opportunity that still is very much in front of them, uh, a chance to go four and one the rest of the way and perhaps make a push for the playoffs. And then there is what happens after the season with Russell Wilson. Do you have any indication from your reporting and people you've talked to if – there has been any decision made yet on Russell Wilson returning next year? Oh, I don't believe there's been any decision at all. There's too much at stake this year to think about what you're doing next year. And there's too much football and too much of a story to be written this year to think that we have a decision for next year. You think the decision for next year is already made? No, I'm just asking. I don't, I don't think it has been. I'm just asking. I don't. Yeah. I I think, I think that will be impacted, influenced and shaped by the way this season finishes out. If Russell finishes strong, I mean, that's obviously a big boost to him returning. If he struggles down the stretch, doesn't throw interceptions or throws interceptions, they don't win games, you know, then then these discussions you would think would be natural, a natural byproduct of that. So to me, there's a lot that needs to still be written here, um, a lot that has to be decided, and I think that's what the latter part of the season will be for. And by the way, I think he's gotten better. I know that, they lost last week. But let's not forget they had won five in a row. I felt like he had gotten better. The offense had gotten better. Yeah. And they regressed last week, so no question. Didn't run things as quickly as they should have. Uh, there were issues on the right side of the offensive line, issues getting the football to Jerry Judy. I got it. But by and large, the team over the last six weeks has been much improved, so let's see how it finishes out here down the stretch. Okay, and, and the reason I asked the question was I was curious if, if Russ's people had been told anything. I personally, Adam, I... I saw and heard a lot of frustration from Sean Payton after this recent yeah. game. In a, yeah. in a game in which they kind of deviated from their offensive game plan the previous five weeks, they came out throwing the football. I think there was a lot more responsibility given to Russ. And I don't I don't know if you heard any of, of Mark's uh, uh, critique of, of Russ's play. It was scathing. Uh, said that the Broncos easily left uh, 24 to 27 points on the board, that that should have been a uh, a 35 to 40 point game. Uh, I, th- I thought Peyton's commentary was uh, some some very thinly veiled shots at Russ. I don't I don't think Sean Payton wants Russ back next year, personally. Well, well, you might be right. I I haven't heard that. I don't know that. Uh, I think clearly after the last game, I think Sean was sending a message. He wasn't speaking to the media. He was speaking through the media. And let's see what happens again, to get back to my point, let's see what happens here in the final, what is it, six games? Or yeah. five games? Five games, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, final five. Again, I think there's a lot that has to be decided here. But, oh, you know, Sean's an emotional guy. And I guarantee <laughs> he was all angry and hot and bothered with the way that that game unfolded last week, the opportunities that this team squandered and wasted, and now the chance to win that game 
and set up a real playoff push was right there in front of them, and they didn't capitalize on it. Adam, my question for you, since we're going to just start with the Russ stuff, do you think we're seeing the ceiling for Russ? It is better, and I don't think anyone would argue with you that it has gotten better year over year. But it seems to me, Adam, that we might be reaching that ceiling of, okay, how dynamic can an offense really be? Well, you know, what I would say to that is I, I think the offense has improved over the course of the year, and I do think it does take some time for – Russell and Sean to get their thinking in line, marry up, have Russell learn the offense, be comfortable. Sure. Um, so, you know, you, you know, on the one hand, you have the age factor. I'm getting older. You're not getting faster as much as he tries to take care of himself. But on the other hand, you have a certain comfort factor that comes along with the more you play in that offense, the more comfortable and more productive you should be. So I, I think the two factors kind of, I guess, cancel each other out to a certain extent. Um, to say we've seen the best of them, I don't know. I, I I can't say that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for how much he's going to be able to pick up this offense and what that means to his overall productive play. Let's take a look at their opponent this week, Adam. We're sticking in the AFC West. It's the Chargers. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of hand wringing out there over Brandon Staley. Is he on the hot seat? And what's the situation out there in LA? Yeah, I, I, I believe that there is a question there. Uh, the question's gone on. I think it's been asked throughout the course of the season. Now, they have been through six head coaches since 1998, and they haven't made an in-season coaching change since they fired Kevin Gilbride and hired June Jones with 10 games remaining in the 1998 season. So I would say that anybody that's waiting for Brandon Staley to be let go during the season probably will not get their wish based on their history, mm. but anything's always possible. There's a team that still is fighting for a playoff berth, but they have continually come up short in close games. Uh, they find a way to lose games of three points or under. I think Justin Herbert's lost more of those close games than any quarterback in the league since he entered the league. And, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they drafted Justin Herbert. Uh, he's been with that team for 62 games, 62 and in those 62 games, their record is 31 and 31. Ugh. And they have outscored or they've been outscored by their opponent by three points, I believe, in the 62 games. That is the definition of what? Just average. Very average. That's what, they, that's what they've been. Average. Busy with Adam Schefter. Adam, starting tonight, assuming that uh, the immortal Bailey Zappi gets the start for the Patriots, some of these quarterback matchups this uh, this weekend, we got Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. We've got uh, Gardner Minshew against Jake Browning. We've got, uh, if, if uh, Trevor Lawrence can't go, we have C.J. Beathard against Joe Flacco. Clearly, this is not what the uh, NFL signed up for at the, at the beginning of the season. What are they going to do about it? What can they do about it? Well, you know, the interesting part about it is um, there are no more starting quarterbacks this year than there have been in recent years. In fact, there have been more different starting quarterbacks the previous three years than this year. So this really is par for the course. And we get into situations like this every year, even though it feels new and fresh every year. And so this is not new. This is not different. And when you ask, Mike, what can the league do about it? The league's been doing what it can about it. Like, there are rules designed 
to where you can't blow on the quarterback. And if you do, you're going to be penalized. It's just a natural byproduct of the game. And guys are bigger, faster, stronger than ever before. They're going to get hit. They're going to get hurt. It just kind of happens. It hasn't happened at that position with any higher degree of frequency than it has in any recent year, despite the fact that we're going to get some of those matchups this weekend. And so the league will continue, I would imagine, to enforce, and even if it has to enact further rules, to make sure that quarterbacks are not being hit. Look at the end of the Packers-Chiefs game. Refs are so accustomed to trying to protect the quarterbacks that they called a penalty on the Packers when the guy hit Patrick Mahomes inbound. Right. Right? Right. So, I mean, this is just how it goes. And, yeah, nobody looks forward uh, to seeing backup quarterbacks square off when postseason spots are and postseason positioning are on the line. But this is just the way that the reality of the sport is. Adam, we look at the Chiefs this year, and here in Broncos country, we've clearly been terrorized by Kansas City for a very long time. But it would seem to me that they're not as scary this year necessarily as they have been in the last few years. Do you think they regret not putting more of an effort into getting Patrick Mahomes more established help at receiver? Well, they had a guy who was pretty good there. Mm, they did, um, didn't they? And, you know, they made the decision that they didn't want to pay him. And, you know, we, we can debate that decision now uh, and all the ramifications that come along with that. But this is a team that I think is evolving. And the defense this year probably has been better than the offense, even with the greatest player in football playing quarterback. And there's all these young receivers, and, you know, I think some of these guys are going to develop and be good players. Like, Rasheed Rice is going to be really good, Agreed. I think. Um, but they're in the mode, and will be always in the mode, as long as that quarterback is playing there, that they can win the Super Bowl in any year. And just like when John Elway was in Denver, there were years where Denver didn't have receivers, and everybody wanted them to get receivers, and people were saying, well, they're wasting a year here not getting them more help on the outside. And eventually it worked out. And, you know, the Chiefs have had great success. It's hard to argue with what they've done. Uh, could they have come up with another receiver? Absolutely. Did they try? Absolutely. Like they fished around on DeAndre Hopkins, uh, made an offer. Uh, it wasn't a compelling offer. Um, he decided to go with a more lucrative offer in Tennessee, which, by the way, uh, if we look at it, he and they and everybody would have been better off if he had gone to Kansas City. No, everybody no. except for the other teams in the SU West. <laughs> but they weren't offering close to the money. So, so they made an effort there. They made an effort on other wide receivers, just kind of where the the, uh, the the spinning wheel stopped this year. It stopped on this, and they need to get more production out of some of these young guys, and they need Travis Kelsey to always beat Travis Kelsey, and they need the defense to play at the level it has. And, and no, they have not been as scary, but again, there's five games left. Let's see how they finish out the season and if they can pick up the type of momentum that makes them the Chiefs that have the Denver Broncos and other teams across the league. Adam, last one for you. Do you have enough time to explain what's going on with the Jets right now? Oh, yeah, please. Um, yes, Mike. Have you followed <laughs> their franchise history every year since they won the Super Bowl in 1969? Uh, yeah, we're familiar. Rinse, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Right. It just goes round and round and round. I mean... It's, they're unbelievable. Like, just the things that come up there, it's incredible. I, you can't even predict it. It's just, it's it's very Jet-like. So why is Zach not wanting to play, or is that accurate? 
you know, I, I, I guess, I guess this is the way that I would describe it. Did he verbalize to Robert Sala, I don't want to play? No, I don't believe he did. Um, it, it's sort of like anybody on any job, if they demote you, don't use you, mm. phase you, and then two weeks later come back and be like, <laughs> right. yeah, we, you know, I want you to go. Come crawling back. Any of us. You know, Mike, if they pulled you off the show, this morning show, for two weeks, yeah, we're going to try somebody else. And they came back, it didn't work. And two weeks later, they came, Mike, you know, we want you back. How would you feel <laughs> personally about going back? Well, am I under contract? Am I drawing a paycheck? I guess I really don't yes, have a, a, yes. a say, do I? Yes, of course. You go, okay, I'm going to do it. Would you be happy about it? Mm, you, there, there'd be some element of pissed offness. A little resentment. There'd be some element of go screw yourself, right? Some human element. If they had insulted you before... And felt you weren't good enough. How did they so, insult him? He was playing like crap. <laughs> and well, I'll tell you what, if I was doing a show that was crappy and I deserved to be benched for two weeks, yeah, I'd own it. I think the confusing part for me, Adam, is just what does he expect to happen? Like, I mean, he can't, they're, they're not going to be a bunch of teams that are lining up for his services eventually, right? No, like, no, no. Right now he's a washout. Right. And, you know, he, and he's got to know that. And, and I think, you know, what you're looking for. If you're Zach Wilson, you're just looking for a fresh start and a new team where you can start over and you're not going to be the starting quarterback and you're going to kind of rehab your mind, your body, your spirit, and everything about you in a new place to that where at some point, maybe a year from now, when we're back in this quarterback quandary that we're talking about where all the quarterbacks are hurt, and the starting quarterback of whatever team he signs with gets hurt, and they call on Zach Wilson in week 14 of the 2024 season, that he comes in there with a different outlook, mindset, and skill set to where he can begin to demonstrate some of the abilities that made him the number two overall pick. That's what you're hoping for if you're him. Good stuff. Adam, you're the best. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. You too, buddy. Adam Schefter, our ESPN NFL Insider, presented by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views.